ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Amen. Are you excited? Shepherd House, are you excited? Wow. We are so honored and so blessed. This is a long awaited day. And we thank the Lord that we are beholding this precious moment. We are also very happy to have many dignitaries in our midst. Um, we have. Um, members of parliament in our midst and um we have the clergy also here and i believe that we are going to um let them bring greetings at an appropriate time so we acknowledge their presence here clap your hands together for the lord and for their lives amen but um today this morning i am very honored to introduce to you my father my pastor, my apostle. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 7 that one day a centurion um, wanted a miracle and he sent the elders of the Jewish community to go and see Jesus Christ uh, because the centurion's servant was very sick. And when the Jewish leaders went, they said that Jesus had to come to help the man because he, had, he loved the nation because he had built them a synagogue. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that we have a man in our midst that loved this nation. This is a man that taught about Jamaica many years ago. I never taught about Jamaica, but he taught about Jamaica and sent me to this place. This is a man that taught about this nation and sent us funds to build a cathedral for the Lord and for the people of this place. Hallelujah. This is no me man. This is a man, a servant of God that the Lord raised him when he was a medical student in Ghana. The Lord anointed him powerfully with miracles, signs and wonders. And today he has and pastors over 3,000 churches worldwide ladies and gentlemen i'm talking to you about my father i'm talking to you about your father i'm talking to you about the apostle that the lord has given to this generation if you are here with me i want you to rise up onto your feet i want you to give a shout unto the lord the scream unto the lord as we welcome to the pulpit the bishop Doug Hayward Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the great opportunity that you've given us this morning to be in this beautiful building and to dedicate it to you for your glory. What a blessing. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing, what you've done, and that you will do even greater things. We love you. We thank you. Guide us by your mighty 
spirit in these few moments that we have and bless every life and every heart here in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen you may be seated what a blessing to be here hallelujah thank you all for coming here um we acknowledge the presence of the MPs and the other pastors. God bless you. I believe you'll be bringing us greetings as soon as I finish preaching. Amen. Amen. So we are here this morning to um, thank God for doing what he has done. Amen. Amen. So I want you to turn with me to Matthew 16 and um, verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. And I, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Amen. I want you to know that Jesus has one project that he is doing on earth today. And that project is that he is building his church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So all over the world, you'll see that churches exist, have been built and keep on being built. And in spite of all the troubles and difficulties that the church experiences and the persecutions and the problems and perhaps the most dangerous, um, the most dangerous thing that the church has experienced is the diversion from church building to other activities which are good activities but not building the church. Right, there are many other things you can do, but better good is the enemy of better and best. So we always have things that want to take away from the building of the church of God. So Jesus told Peter, I will build my church. I will build my church. So our mission here in Jamaica is to build the church of God. And all churches are helped by the building of the church. Because that is what Jesus... I don't know if you have any other project you know that Jesus is doing. You can see me after church to tell me so that I can really buy into it. But as far as I can see from my Bible, the project that Jesus is doing now is the project of building his church. Amen. So... If you want to be blessed in God, right? One of the things to do is to join Jesus in his building the church. Amen. Amen. And you will find out that as you build the church of God, many blessings come to you. There is a man in our church, when when we built the first building that we had, He was the contractor. Today, 
His phone number is one of the only phone numbers I remember in the whole world. It's one of few. I, I probably know three or four numbers now. You know. Uh, and his number is one. Maybe I know two numbers. Two or three numbers. His number is one of the... It's, it's stuck in my head. Why? Because I used to ring him so much. And I used to speak to him so much. Because he was the one I was working through to build that cathedral. And it was very important to me. It was on my heart to build the church of God. And so that, 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 that made him close to me. And I, I kept calling him. I kept calling him. Where are you? What are you doing? Okay, what are you doing today? Let's start this. Let's do this. Let's do that. You know, I was always... Uh, in touch with him and in those days you know you you have to remember the numbers it's not like now that you you just scroll and you pick somebody's name but in those days you had to remember the numbers and i knew so many numbers because i could just take my phone and dial numbers and then i would speak to the right person but when the new type of phones came i stopped trying to remember names but even though it's been so many years i still remember his number and that was in 19 that was in um, 1990, no, 1991, 1992, 1992, and 1993. Anymore for years and years and years, but I just remember his number. So I prophesy that God will remember your number when He when you are building His church. Yeah, you see, when you when you when you are doing what God wants, God will always know this one, this guy, this lady, you know, this one, she's doing what I want. You know, that girl, that girl, that boy, that guy is doing what I want, and so it's important for us. As believers to agree with what Jesus is doing. Now, Jesus is not building schools. So I'll build my school. No. I'll build my university. No. I'll build an orphanage. No. I'll build an electricity connection to this part. I'll build homes for people. Now, none of these, these are all good things. Our church has a, a, the biggest orphanage in Ghana. We have schools. No, 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 no. I'm just making a point. Clap for Jesus, but no clap for me. I'm making a point that all these things we do, but I want you to know that Jesus, what he's doing, you see, he says, I'll build my church. These things are offshoots of the church. When the church is built, there will be schools, there will be this, there will be hospitals. We have hospitals. We have two hospitals. You see, so we, there are, all these things are side effects of the main vision. Now, if you take um, the government, you know, you don't expect the prime minister or the president to get up and uh, come and teach us Luke chapter 15. We expect the president to understand the economy and to understand the finances and to know how to build roads and bring security. We don't expect him to come with Genesis and Luke chapter 14 and Luke chapter 15. 
That's not his primary work. His primary work is to govern the country and make everybody safe and happy in the country. Is that not so? Yes. So a pastor too, our main work is not to build roads or to make schools and, and to do these humanitarian works. But we will be happy if our president mentions Luke chapter 14. We don't mind. We don't mind at all. But we, we know that it is not his main job. It's a side thing. So we as the church must do the main thing. The main thing is still the main thing. And God will bless you when you do the main thing. Alright, so as we have been able to build this church, my simple message to all of us this morning is, can't you do just a little bit more of church building? Amen. Turn with me to Second Kings chapter 13. And we are going to read from verse 14. 2 Kings 13 Tell somebody Can't you do just a little bit more Yeah So I am asking whether you can't build more churches in Jamaica What do you think Are they not always building new Nightclubs New Shops New Hotels New bars, new of everything. What about a church? Why do you want to have a church which is 400 years old? It's a good church still, but like if all the shops we were going to were 400 years old, I wonder whether you'll be getting the right things to buy. So it cannot be that the only churches are churches that are so old. God expects the pastors today. To build churches today, build more churches, more churches. There are new churches, more people. There are more and more people every year. We have more people in the country. So, this is the vision of God. And if I live my life again, I would like to build even more churches. Amen. But this question, all right, was asked by a famous man of God. And he said, can't you do just a little bit more? He was speaking to the church of, Naz- of the Nazarenes and was encouraging people to give and to help in the mission. So he asked this question, can't you do just a little bit more? So this is a very important question to everybody who works for God. Can't you do just a little bit more? In Second Kings chapter 13... Verse 14. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. Alright? And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And Elisha said unto him, Take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow And he put his hand upon it And Elijah put his hand upon the king's hands And he said open the window eastward He opened it Then Elijah said shoot And he shot And he said the arrow of the Lord's deliverance And the arrow of deliverance from Syria Thou shalt smite the Syrians In Aphek until thou hast consumed them 
Then he said, take the arrows. And he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite the ground. Everybody say, smite the ground. Like, hit the ground with the arrow. Okay? And he smote thrice. And he stayed. He, He smote three times. And he stopped after three times. And the man of God was wroth with him. The man of God was angry. And said, thou should have smitten five or six times. Five or six times. Then thou would have consumed and smitten Syria until thou hast consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. And Elisha died and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last prophecy of the most anointed prophet of the Old Testament. Double portion of Elijah's anointing. He called the king and he said, you know, he was doing what we call prophetic enactments of things. So he told him, shoot your arrow. And when the arrow went out, he said, that's the arrow of the deliverance of the Lord. You are going to overcome the enemy now. Then he, to, he gave him the arrow. He said, hit the ground. And the king, I don't know whether he was a phlegmatic. I don't know what he was thinking about. Huh? He just took the arrow and hit it. One, two, three. And stopped. He was tired. He said, why should I run when I can walk? Why should I Hit it six times so I can hit it three times. Because three times is obedience. As much as five times or six times. Because I don't see the difference. But ladies and gentlemen, a little bit more. A little bit more makes a big difference. And just hitting the ground five or six times would have made a lot of difference for the whole nation. A little bit more would have changed everything. Just a little bit more. Why did you stop at three? You could have done four. You could have done five. You could have done six. So Bishop David, thank God for your life. I know you are happy that you built a church here in Portmore. But I have only one question for you. Can't you do just a little bit more? Can't we build more churches all over this island? Jesus is the Lord of Jamaica. Hallelujah. Evil spirits have done many things in Jamaica over the years. Now Jesus is raising up people who are going to take the island for Jesus. But you see, to do that, it takes people with the mind of doing a little bit more than what you, you think you've done. Do you think we, we needed to come to Jamaica? Never. Come to Ghana and see. We are one of the largest sprawling, spreading ministries in the whole country. Yes. All over. Yes, and many, many countries. 
Yeah. But you see, you are always a fool when you praise yourself before you are dead. Always a fool when you praise yourself before you are. It's when you discover that you are dead, then you can start to analyze things. But until then, until you are knocking the coffin up on the top and you hear the wooden sound that you are actually in a coffin. Then you can start to analyze and see whether you did well. But until then, you cannot relax and say, I am okay. I am great. You know, because I want you to know that a little thing makes a big difference. One day I was on a, on a plane and I had the privilege of going into the cockpit. I've been in a cockpit a number of times. So I asked the pilot, how do you know where you are going? Because it was all blue sky. I was, it was in the afternoon. Blue sky. You, you, you can't see where it's right or left. Are you going right? Or... Then he pointed to me a little knob. That turns from 0 to 360. He said, if you turn this, the plane will turn. So I said, is it true? He said, it's true. Then he, he said, let me show you. So he just turned the pl- it like that. And we were in a jumbo jet 747. And suddenly the plane went like this. I said, you see, I said, I see. Then he turned it back to where we were going. Yeah. And I realized that when you just change it by one, one, like this, it changes, you see, with time, you go to another country. A few weeks ago, I was with a friend, or, uh, you know, he's like a son. He was, he, was, he was telling us, he said, I will not mention the airline. I don't want to mention it because I, I don't want you to be scared. He said that the pilot was flying to a country. He mentioned a country somewhere. And then they were all in the plane. Imagine a plane that is flying towards maybe Africa or towards wherever. And when they were landing, they landed in Asia. They landed in, I think it was the Philippines or one of those countries. They landed the plane there. Because I don't know what little correction the, the pilot had made. And they went, of course, completely. So when he got back to whatever, he was, there was a ceremony and he was removed from being a pilot immediately. Yeah. Because just a little different had taken the passengers, Boeing 77, full of people to another country by something small he was explaining what the pilot didn't do so you see when you are a pilot you know the little things that you do can take us off course to different places so when you are in charge of god's work you must know that doing three times would change the future of the nation doing five times would change it even more. Doing six times. Oh, Elisha was so angry. An ordinary person standing by wouldn't know what it meant. But if you are a spiritual man, you know that, oh man, why didn't you do just a little bit more? Why didn't you do just a little bit more? All through the Bible, we have people who could have just sat back and said, oh, 
I don't need to do anything. I'm okay. Look at Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I mean, when you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you can know the the story of Jesus. How Jesus died on the cross, what happened, how he was born, what the prophet said, especially Matthew. But they are all different. But then here comes John, the young one. John could have said, I've seen Matthew has done a good job. Matthew, Luke has done a good job. Mark, you know, remember Mark, a lot of things in Mark are not in the other ones as well. And he said, oh, I think they've done a good job. I don't need to do anything. If John had not decided to write his little bit, John, where would we be today? Do you know that we would not have heard of the raising of Lazarus from the dead if John had not written his little book? A little bit more. No, he's the only one who wrote about that. We will not have heard about the man by the pool of Bethesda. When you go to Israel, it's one of the... It's, you'll be there soon. Jamaica is soon going... Bishop David, carry your members to Israel for a trip to see Israel in the name of Jesus. I'm commissioning you. You are blessed. How many will go to the, visit the Holy Land? That's a blessing for you. Amen. Now... When you go to Israel, one of the main places they take you when you are seeing where Jesus went is the pool of Bethesda because of that miracle. John chapter 5. You never have heard of the man who was blind from birth, whom Jesus healed. When Jesus said, uh, uh, this man, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. You you would not have heard that. You would not have heard when Jesus said that this man is sick for the glory of God. Yeah. No, we never have heard. We not have heard. We never have heard. You know what we never have heard? We never have heard. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. If John had had the attitude of some of us, if John had had the attitude of some of us, that oh, a lot has been done. There's no need to do anything. We would not know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. We never, we never have heard in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was made without him. We never have heard all these things. We never have heard I am the way, the truth and the life. Oh, we never have heard. You never heard you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You never have heard greater love has no man than this that a man should lay down his life for his brethren. You never have heard except a man is born again, he cannot enter the kingdom ever. We wouldn't know what it means to be born again. By one person saying, There are three books, why should I also write another book? Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Maybe the next cathedral you build or the sixth cathedral you build in Jamaica, there's going to come maybe a young man who is going to be saved in that cathedral and he's going to go all over the world and become something for the whole world. A light, a candle in the dark. 
But you wouldn't know because it is in the sixth church building. That's why Elijah was so upset. Why didn't you do five or six? Why did you do three? A little bit more. A little bit more. Just a little bit more. Amen. Are you still around? Or you are leaving? Now, I want to take you to Cain, Hebrews 11. By faith, Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice. Amen. A more what? Excellent sacrifice. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Amen. Now, Abel and Cain, what was the difference? A little bit more. Cain was rejected by God. Abel was accepted. Abel came, what what did Cain bring to God? Vegetable salad. And God doesn't eat salad. God is not a vegetarian. He wanted meat. No lettuce, no salad, no cabbage. No, no, no. God didn't want that. God wanted meat, blood, oxtail. Jack chicken. God wanted chicken. Jack chicken. And you are giving God salad. Hey! So based on that little difference, that little difference, Cain was rejected by God by the little thing that he didn't do. Because I believe Cain could have also made the extra effort to just get some meat and some sacrifice to add to his salad. So that if God didn't want the salad, he could have the meat and then the salad is on the side and he could just leave it out. So ladies and gentlemen It's very important for you to When you want to please somebody Like God You must always know there's Something maybe specific Which will require a little bit more effort You see to please people You must always know that If you actually do want to please somebody It will take a little bit more Effort If you don't really want to please them You just do behave how you normally behave But if you want to please people You must Remember There will always be a little effort Why? Because you see you are different from you What you think is good Like you may come to me and say I've given you something nice And you're giving me oxtail I've never eaten oxtail since I was born Since I was born into this world I've not eaten oxtail before And this is your favorite food here so you may come to me serving me oxtail. When I say, I say, ah! No, I don't know what is oxtail. I beg you, I don't know. I don't eat tails of cow, tail of animals. I beg you. I 
eat the 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 the, the thigh. I don't eat the tail. Hey. But if you come to Ghana as a Jamaican and I want to please you, I may go the extra mile and find oxtail because I know that you are an oxtail eater. Yes. I want to move to Enoch. Hebrews 11 verse 5. I just have four personalities. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. That he did what? He pleased God. Now, I just want to emphasize this point. To please someone, you always have to go the extra mile. Yes. You know, how how many have heard of Derek Prince? Some of you heard of Derek Prince? Derek Prince is a great man of God. He's dead now. He said when God called him, God called him. He said God spoke to him clearly and told him, you are going to have to please me in the big things. And in the little things. This was a simple statement. He said, you are going to have to please me in the big things and in little things. To please someone, you have to please the person in big things and in little things. You have to please God in what he says. The big ones and the little ones. They are all important. And you will never please anyone Unless you learn how to please the person in big things and in little things. You'll never please. That's why people's marriages don't work. People don't care. I don't care that that's what you want. I don't care that's what's necessary for you. That's why pe- girls and boys are not happy. They stay together for a short while. Everybody wants to go his way. Because you don't believe that this little thing is important. Yeah. When the person says, this is what I like. You say, why should you like it? Why should you like this? It's not necessary to like this. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have termites here? Termites. The ones that fly, they come out of the anthills and they fly after rain. Do you have that in Jamaica? Do you eat them? No. No? After church, come, I'll show you a picture. A brother sent me from... He sent me a picture. He said to me, Bishop, today I had my favorite childhood meal. Boiled rice and grilled termites. That, the ones that fly out. He said, he said to me, I'm so happy. Today I'm so happy. This is, this is, this is my childhood favorite. So he sent me a picture of the plate of the rice and the grilled, they were nicely grilled termites. And he was in heaven eating this wonderful termites. Ah, that's it right here. Really? Yes. 
Can you see? That's what pleases him. That's what pleases him. Rice and grilled termite. This is not oxtail. So if you want to marry this brother, he's from Kenya, you have to learn how to make these grilled termites. You can't come with your oxtail soup and your oxtail whatever. And it will not work there. <laughs> it's amazing. But I think that the reason why people are not successful in relationships is that they don't understand and believe that this pleases me. You have to believe. So when it comes to God, you must believe in what pleases Him. You, you don't have to have your own idea. God needs a school. Or God needs an orphanage. Or God needs water, running water. Or God needs electricity for people. Or God wants to give money to people. You must believe when Jesus says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You must believe when Jesus says, go ye into all the world, not some of the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. You have to believe it. Don't think to yourself what God wants. God doesn't want what you want. God wants what he wants. Most of us pastors, most of our Christians, we, we always think this is what God will want. But that is not what he wants. That's what he doesn't care of. He said what is important to him. The last thing he said and the first thing he said. The first thing he said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. That's soul winners. Then the last thing he said, go into the world and win souls. When he rose from the dead and he met the disciples, he said, I will give you my spirit and you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. This is what he wants. Nobody here can modify these desires of Jesus. I don't know why he desires it. That's what he likes. And so today, every Jamaican must believe, huh? Do you know where is Jerusalem? Jerusalem is here. This is Jerusalem. Judea is other islands. There are so many other islands all around us. This is not the only island. You think there are only people in Jamaica? There are people in every island. That's Judea. Similar people to you. Then Samaria. Samaria is a little further. And then the uttermost parts of the earth. You see, the reason why other religions have started to become prominent in the world is because Christians are not prepared to do a little bit more. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part. No, no, no. We are okay with Jerusalem. We start clapping for ourselves. Most pastors are happy to have a salary and a car. And they are okay with their ministry. They are big shots where they are. And a hundred members. But I'm not satisfied. I want to do a little bit more. I said I want to do it. I don't want to strike the ground only three times. I want to strike the ground five or six times. And I want us to strike the ground in Jamaica six more times. And have seven cathedrals in Jamaica. Hallelujah. Everybody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hallelujah! It will happen practically. 
We'll dedicate. I'll not even be able to come to dedicate. I'll be sending people. Just go and dedicate it. We don't have time. We'll be dedicating in uh, St. Lucia, in Antigua, in Trinidad, in Tobago, in Guyana, all over. What do you think? Is it fantastic? Now, finally, I want you to look at a very famous person, Noah. Noah was a famous preacher. Many of you don't know Noah as a preacher because we don't know any of his sermons. But originally, Noah was a preacher. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 4. If God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher, a preacher. Noah was a preacher of righteousness, bringing the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Now, one day, uh, God approached Noah in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8 and said, Brother Noah, I know you've preached for me for years. You are faithful. Can you do just a little bit more? What? After being a preacher of righteousness in this wicked world, God said, yes, I need you to do just something, one little thing for me. A little bit more. You've You've been preaching nicely. But I want a little bit more from you. So in Genesis chapter 6, the beginning of Noah's journey, Noah found grace in the eyes of God. These are the generations. And God said to him, Noah, the end of all flesh is come. Behold, I will destroy them. Make an ark with rooms. A moving hotel. God wanted the preacher to turn into a boat builder. God wanted a boat now. God wanted what? A boat. Listen, until you are in your grave, unless you are no more working with God, until you are, God will always be asking, and I want something from you. Do you know why? Because This earth needs human beings who live here to do things. You see, even evil spirits, they need to inhabit somebody to do what they need to do. That's why demons are always trying to enter people. Because they can't speak. They don't have a voice. So they need people to use, to speak through, to talk through, to do things through. So God is always looking for a man. The Bible says, I sought for a man. I sought for a man. Someone who will do his will. And he found Noah. Noah found grace in his side. He said, yes, you've been a preacher for years. But now I want one thing. So until you die, God will always be asking you for one more thing. One more. Wow. So Noah embarked on an amazing journey and built a boat for God. But that was not the end. One day, 
God came back to Noah when he had finished building the boat and said, Noah, I have a new job for you. Hey, I want you to catch animals alive. A little bit more. I mean, I know I've changed your profession from preaching to building boats and it was new to you. But now I want you to catch wild animals alive. Wildlife. And so in Genesis chapter 6 verse 19, he says, Of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, thou shalt bring into the ark. Fowls, cattle, every creeping thing. That's snakes. I hear you don't have snakes in Jamaica. Huh? It's not common to have a snake here. Beautiful. Whatever, is, whatever secret you have, I need that secret. How many know that that is an amazing thing to ask somebody to catch a leopard alive? To catch a lion? A lion is not a small animal. Noah had to find leopards, giraffes, hyenas. The other day I was in Kenya. As I was getting into a car, somebody, somebody told me, you see where you are standing? The other day a hyena came out of the out of the forest, just ran and took somebody's 10-year-old child from this very spot and ran away with the child. A hyena. Now, Noah's duty was to catch all these animals alive. What a job. So, from a boat builder, he was now catching animals alive. A little bit more. A little bit more. Say a little bit more. And so after Noah went down and found all these animals, which I tell you is no small joke. And I can imagine Noah going to the forest, catching, telling his son, okay, it's coming to the side. It's coming to the side. Get a net. Okay, throw it. Catch. Sir, we've got one. Now we, we've got a male. Is it a male or female? It's a male. Let's, we have to get a female. Then wait again. Let's go and shoot. Catch it. What do you look at? It's another male. No, we need a female. Let it go. Let's catch a female. Hey. All animals. Cobras. Vipers. Black mambas. Dangerous snakes. Animals which eat each other. He kept all of them together. Then one day, God came up with yet another project for Noah. Everybody say, hey. hey. Say just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Hmm. Hey, Noah, Noah I, I'm really respecting Noah. Genesis 6, 21, God said, I want you to find food for all the animals you have caught. And he says, take thou unto thee all food that is eaten, thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be food for thee and for them. You know, I love horses. I would have had horses in the church, but my father had horses. And to feed the horses was so, it's so difficult. He used to use his Mercedes Benz to go and cut grass. 
in the forest. And he used to take out the back seat of the Mercedes. Mercedes Benz. Do you have Mercedes Benz here? He took out the back seat and filled from the back of the driver to the back glass and then the boot full of grass up like this. Every week he used his car to go and cut grass. Tall grass. Yes, in the Mercedes Benz. Such a small thing to feed animals. He had so many horses. Guinea corn. He was committed. Yeah. The reason why I, I, I'm not keeping a lion is because I need to have fresh meat. Eight kilos every day. Eight kilos. Eight kilos every day. Eight kilos is hand luggage. When you are going hand luggage of meat. One hand luggage per lion per day. Of red meat. Fresh bloody meat. Lions don't eat old meat. Vultures, leopards, giraffes, hyenas, crocodiles. Crocodiles swallow it whole. But crocodile would have been easy because they eat once a year. Crocodile would have been easy. Monkeys. And you have to have granite nuts for monkeys, berries, rats, little things, bananas, pile up food. Clap for Noah. Clap for Noah. He he did well. Every time God gave Noah a new instruction, you don't see Noah complaining. You see Noah getting to the job to do just a little bit more. Then finally, God came up with yet another instruction for Noah. Hey! How many are tired of God sending you and using you? No. Then... God said to Noah, I want you to do one more thing. Huh? Is it not amazing? What was the first thing that God made Noah do? Preach. And then after that? Build a boat. And then after that? Huh? Catch wild animals, isn't it? And then in Genesis chapter 7, God was not tired of sending him. He said, and the Lord said to Noah, now I want you to move your family into the ark. Relocation. Relocation. So, God may say, move. Like Bishop David, Jedu was living in, in the UK. He was working in a bank. God said to him, relocate to Jamaica. Relocate. It's the work of God. Relocate. Yeah. His whole family was, wow, how can you go there? What is that? Huh? They were angry. His family were angry with me for sending him here. Are you glad he came or he didn't come? His family were not happy with me at all. It was like I'm spoiling the life of their son. Their son is in London developing a good life. He's having a good life. His career, you know, he's going on. He's now started working at this bank and everything is going well. Then suddenly, a little bit more from God. God wanted something small from him. You know, just relocate. He didn't didn't want you to die or stop eating. He just wanted you to shift where you eat. Change, change, change your position. 
Wow. So brothers and sisters, today, I could go on and on. If you, if you see the life of Abraham, God always had a little bit more. God said, okay, leave your father and your mother. Go out to a new country. I said, okay, no problem. And he went on his journey. Then as he goes on his journey, then he asked him to circumcise he circumcised himself. Can you imagine taking out all grown-up penises and cutting off the, 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 the bit of it as a grown-up, not a child? Without anesthesia, without uh, 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 antibiotics, without knives, without, I mean, scissors. He used a stone to, to strike it and to smash it off. Hey! And Abraham said, no problem. He said, everybody in this house has to do that. Call all brothers to build, bring out their penises and cut all the tip of all penises off with stones. Clap for Abraham. Clap for Abraham. Now you see, you wonder, you wonder whether God gets tired of asking His people. You see, when you are when you are going to be great, God will always ask you for something more. I say, when you are going to be great. Did you hear me? I said when God has a great plan for you He will always be asking you For just a little bit more That's a sign that you are great Then after asking him to circumcise His whatever He told him I want you to have a baby that means go and have, this is a polite way of saying going to have sex. Now Sarah was an old lady, all her hair was gray and white. The hair you see and the hair you don't see all have turned white. Sarah was old like this, she was mostly bones. And Abraham told God, do you know the last time I had an erection? It has been so many years since I had an erection. I'm 99 years old. 40 years ago was the last time we had sex. We are just living in the house as brother and sister. A little bit more, Abraham. I said a little bit more. So he told Sarah and Sarah also had not bought a 90 for years. She was using an old ragged cloth that she was tying around herself. Suddenly she had to have some sexy panties. (laughs) Sarah herself. She had to buy some jeans and she had to get some 90s and some Sexy, some see through, you know. <laughs> when Abraham went to the shop to buy things for Sarah, they were asking him in the shop, What size is your wife? Abraham was confused. Well, he didn't know what do you mean by what size? So she has like her breast. What size is it? Is it like an orange? Is it like watermelon? Is it like an egg? Then Abraham said, Yes, it's like an egg, fried egg. It's like a fried egg. 
Sarah was an old lady, I tell you. Fried eggs. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. But Abraham was able to do it. And he had sex. Jesus is the one who was born of a virgin. Nobody had sex with Mary. But Sarah, they had sex. 99. He did it. And you know, to have one child, you need to have sex a number of times before you get one pregnancy. So they were on it. The whole year was like a honeymoon. They were on it. They were on it. Abraham was having sex. First God had told him to cut his penis. Then now he was having sex every day just to please God. Hey! Now Isaac was born and God was still moving with Abraham. How many want God to ask you for a little bit more? A little bit more. Then God came to Abraham and said, I have something new for you to do again. What again, Lord? What again do you want me to do? I've left my family. I've circumcised myself. I've had sex at an old, an old man with an old lady. What again? And God said, just a little bit more. What a little bit more? He said, I want you to kill your son Isaac. What? A little bit I want you to kill your son Oh God you must be out of your mind You see when God is going to make you great He will always ask you for a little bit more He will never be praising you whilst you are on this earth When you, it's, when you are gone That he will be mentioning your name Abraham, Father Abraham, Father Abraham, Noah Abraham, David, Enoch And these great guys Because they were ready to do a little bit more for the Lord Oh, if you are clapping for Abraham I think you should clap properly for Abraham So Abraham Stood up And took his son And he didn't tell his wife He didn't bother to tell his wife Because he knew she wouldn't agree Would you agree for them to go and kill your son as a sacrifice? No He didn't tell her And that's, after that they separated You never see them You didn't see them again I don't think Sarah was happy or trusted Abraham again when, when Isaac came and told her that he was almost made a lamb of sacrifice if an angel hadn't come in I don't think she trusted Abraham again this is too much too much for this marriage a little bit more so David a little bit more for you thank God for what he has done what the Lord has done that's beautiful but a little bit more a little bit more. Josh, why didn't you strike the ground five or six times? You could have done just a bit more. And that's, that's how I always feel. We could do a little bit more. We could start one more church. We could build again. We could do something. And I believe that when you do that, God's blessing. It means you are, you are, you are destined for greatness. In God, greatness. Greatness. The greatness of Abraham, the greatness of Noah, the greatness of Enoch, who pleased God in little things, in big things. The greatness of Abel, the greatness of those who serve God, always came because when God kept asking them for a little bit more, they always said, yes, Lord, a little bit more. Yes, Lord, a little bit more. A little bit more. One more thing. One more thing. 
And that's why people don't want to fast. Want just a little extra, a little bit of prayer, a little bit of reading the Bible, a little bit of studying, a little bit of listening to a message, a little bit of something, a little bit of obedience, a little bit of believing. People don't want to do that. But when you start to learn that God doesn't even really ask for much. You notice with Abraham, he didn't ask for everything at the same time. He spread it out. Today this. Tomorrow this. Tomorrow this. So learn to walk with God and follow God. And God will always be calling on you a little bit more. A little bit more. And the blessing of the Lord will be your portion for the rest of your life. Stand to your feet, everybody. Let us pray. Everyone standing. Everybody standing, please. God bless you. Close your eyes for a moment. And we pray. Father, thank you. I want you to lift your hand and ask God to take your life. Take my life. Let it be, Lord. A little bit more. Whatever you say to me, to my heart, I want to do it, Lord. If you want me to do something extra, I'm ready. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord. Take my life. Thank you, Jesus. And let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. All my days I give to thee. To love you, Lord, is the great command. Lord, I want to love you more. Fall in with you so deeply not show me how to love you more mm. I don't want to serve without loving you more. so take my life and let take my life and let it be, be consecrated Lord to thee Thank you for We lift our hands and we give our lives to you Take our lives Take us here in Portmore In Jamaica Take our church, take our life Take our pastors, our leaders Lord and have your way Do a little bit more A little bit more Whatever it is you ask for us We are so happy to be your servants We are so happy to follow you We are so happy That you would even think of us to do a little bit more Thank you for the time you give to us Opportunity, the life you've given to us The strength, the help That we might use by you To do a little bit more of your work Whilst we are here on this earth We give you thanks We lift our, we lift our hands to you And we surrender all We take our lives, our money, our strength our Whatever we are Lord And whatever we have For your glory Thank you Lord In the name of Jesus we pray Take my life, Lord. Take my life.
consecrated. Consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All, All my days, days I, I give, to, give thee, to Thee to love Thee, Lord. Oh, to love You, Lord. It's a great. It's the great command, Lord. I want to love You more. Fall in love with You so deeply. Now show me how to. name we pray right now if you are here this morning maybe somebody invited you to church but you don't know Jesus as your savior that is if you were to die today if you were to die tomorrow you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell you want to say pastor please help me to know Jesus I want to give my life to him today God is asking you for something he's asking you for your soul the Bible says what can a man give in exchange for his soul Today God is saying you need to give him your life You need to give him your soul Every head bound, every eye closed for one moment If you are here pastor I want to give my heart and my soul to God Help me To know Jesus, help me to follow God Pray with me, I want to give my life And my heart to God, if you are here like that You want to give your life and your soul And everything to God and to Jesus this morning And say Jesus take my life Today if you are here like that Lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you Just your right hand up high God bless you, lift it up high I want to give my life and my heart to God Maybe somebody invited you But you know you are not ready for God But today you want to be made ready for Jesus I want you to lift your hand I see so many hands, lift it up high God bless you, God bless you I need God, I need the blood of Jesus I want to change, I want a new day To begin in my life Then your hand must be up, I see your hand I see your hand, I see your hand, I see your hand God bless you, God bless you If you've lifted your hand, I want Jesus I want to give my life to God I want to go to heaven and your hand is up I want you to come to me Just come and stand here, I'm going to pray with you right now Come, come, come Take my life Come and stand right here, God bless you God bless you Let me pray with you All my days I give to thee to love you, Lord, is the God bless you. God bless you. Come to Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to love Come on. Fall in love with you so deeply. Come on, my Show me how to love you. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. What a blessing. Don't want to say. Beautiful. Now lift up your hands and close your eyes. And everyone join in with your hands up and your eyes closed as we pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, thank you for calling me this today. Thank you. I know I am a sinner. Let's all pray together. I know I am a sinner. Please have mercy on me. Today, I humble myself. I come to Jesus. Please forgive me. 
Please wash away my sins. I give my life to Jesus. I give my heart to Jesus. Change me, Lord. Say it out. Change me, Lord. From today, I'm changing. I'm turning around by the power of the Holy Spirit. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Now lift your hand like this and say after me Satan Satan Listen carefully From today I will not follow you again Satan From today today, I will not obey you again I will not obey you again I belong to God I belong to Jesus I am a child of God Now lift your two hands And say Jesus I love you Jesus I love you I thank you For saving me today From today I am yours Jesus I belong to you I will serve you For the rest of my life For the rest of my life Take my life Take my life Jesus Take my life It's yours From today Thank you Lord For rescuing me For saving me For touching me Today I love you Jesus I thank you Lord For what you have done For my life In Jesus name I am washed By the blood of Jesus I am clean By the blood of Jesus Thank you Lord In Jesus name I pray And everyone said Amen God bless you God bless you This Don't go back This is a very powerful prayer By this prayer You are saved Amen You know why You are changed The Bible says if you believe in your heart And you say with your mouth You have it When you go to a wedding What do the couple say They say do you take this woman They say I do Do you take this man They say I do And from that day your life is changed You are married So this simple prayer Is like a marriage prayer I do I do You are saying I do to God I do Jesus I do yes And from this day Your life is changed forever Hallelujah Amen I want to give you one of my books as a, as a gift Where do they go from here? This way Okay, beautiful Give them, give them, give everybody This is a gift for me There's no charge, it's a, it's a blessing Make sure you read this, it's a book About how you can have your quiet time Amen Give them, give them, give them. Huh? Oh, you got one last night, beautiful she gave her life last night, but she's giving her life to Christ again. Why not? Why not give your life twice? It makes you more sure of what you are doing. Amen. Stretch out your hand towards these people. Father, thank you that their lives are permanently converted to God in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 
God bless you. Listen, next week Sunday. What's your name, my friend? Omar. Yeah, next week Sunday, I want to see you here. Amen. Will you be here? Yeah, I want to see you here. All of you, I want to see you here. Because God is changing your lives forever and forever. In Jesus' name. You see me standing here preaching. Jesus changed my life some years ago. I was shocked. He changed me. I completely changed me. That's how come I became a preacher. I have no plan of being a preacher in this world. Ah, what are you talking about? Jesus changed me completely. So if I'm here preaching, then I tell you, God can do great things for you too. And I know he has begun to do great things. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Please go with our pastor. He's waving his hand this way. Please go with our pastor this way. And you'll come back and join us in two. One minute. Don't be long. One second. You may be seated, everybody. We want to dedicate the church building. Maybe you, you guys should come in for, for the dedication and then we, afterwards you go back. Everybody who's gone out should come in. We're going to do a dedication. Are you guys want to do communion? Okay, communion, come. Quickly, quickly. I was wondering what was happening over there. Alright, we do the communion and then we do the dedication of the church. Very quickly. Take each, this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless It's the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break It's the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal The meal of God Oh, it will sustain you It will make you whole It will give you life when I see the blood, oh, 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 yeah, I will pass over you. Mm-hmm. When I see the blood, oh, 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 yeah, I will pass over you. Stand up, everybody. Let us pray. Jesus said, Whoever eats my flesh, drinks my blood, will have life. A new life is being imparted into you through this bread in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Whatever is not found in Jesus' life will not be found in your life. Can you imagine Jesus going to hospital Say that I'm sick In the same way you will not go to any hospital To say that you are sick In the name of Jesus Christ Jesus did not die Before his time And you too Cannot die Because you are taking part of his life And his life was not cut short 
and your life will never be cut short in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare this to be the body of Jesus. Let life flow into everyone here that partakes of this wonderful meal. Thank you for life eternal, a new life, a blessed life, the life of God, the body of Jesus Christ. And now the blood. How many have made mistakes in your life? By this blood, every mistake of your life is neutralized. In the name of Jesus Christ. May every error that you have committed, every sin you have made, be washed away and neutralized by them. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Any wickedness that is determined for you this week and this year, is passing over your life in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, let your blessing rest upon this church, upon your people. Let there be mighty healings and miracles, manifestations of power. Receive the blessing of the Lord for the little ones and the grown-ups and all that are gathered here. Thank you for your power that changes the destinies of all these wonderful Jamaicans, Lord. Thank you. May the angel of the Lord follow you and help you. May the angel of the Lord go before you and fight for you. May you have victory on the island in the name of Jesus. May God give you the upper hand in every crisis and every trap and surprise. Every demonic surprise. Receive divine escapes from all attacks and all murders and all shootings. You are delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever sickness has been mentioned in your life, I command healings and deliverances. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Beautiful. Now, we want to just dedicate the church. You have some oil. You know, dedication is a prayer. So we're going to dedicate this building for good things. Now, I just want to prophesy something into your lives. As you have built this church... God is going to build a house for everybody here. I say, as you have built the house of God, God will build a house for you. In First Kings, David wanted to build a house for God. But God sent the prophet Nathan and told him, 
Thou didst well that it was in thine heart To build a house for me Anytime you build a house for God Or even it is in your heart You do well I said you do well You do well He said thou didst well That it was in thine heart To build a house for me Whereas it was in thine heart To build a house unto my name Thou didst well That it was in thine heart Thou didst well So I want to say you are doing well And you have done well Amen Bishop David and Adeline You have done well Amen So now we want to dedicate this As phase one out of phase seven So we are not really dedicating the cathedral We are dedicating phase one Out of phase seven Can you do just a little bit more? Can you do just a little bit more? Stand up and let's dedicate phase one Out of phase seven Father Stretch out your hands We thank you for this beautiful church And Lord We say that this is a holy oil now And we pour the oil Upon the church And we say that this is now a holy place It's now A holy ground It's now dedicated For the presence of God Whatever evil Has taken place over here is neutralized and cancelled now in the name of Jesus. We forbid every spell, every form of enchantment, and every dragon, spirit, and serpent that is prowling around these grounds. In the name of Jesus, we uproot evil libations and bloodshed that have taken place here, rapings and other murders and wickedness, burials of bodies and bones and Burials of the dead here in the name of Jesus We uproot them now In Jesus name in the spirit And we declare That no evil Shall be found on these grounds From henceforth Forever until Jesus shall return to this earth We command this place to be a holy ground A blessed ground Let angels Ascend with our prayers Lord And let angels descend with our answers From heaven above Let this be a good place Anyone who comes here Let the person come back again Anyone who comes here Let the person be blessed because he came I speak an eternal blessing in this room And I say this is a blessed place Forever and ever it shall be blessed Whosoever shall preach here shall be blessed Whosoever shall come here shall be blessed that they came In the name of Jesus We prophesy many healings will take place here Many salvations will take place here Many manifestations of the spirit will take place here Many pourings of the Holy Ghost shall take place here Many pastors shall be raised up over here Many shepherds shall be taught over here Many good things shall happen here in the name of Jesus Missionaries will be sent to other places from here The great works of God will take place from this place This is an anointed altar 
Anyone who comes here will see visions Will have dreams Will see the hand of God Will see the grace of God Will see the power of God Will see the grace of God In the name of Jesus Christ The Savior of the world Let everyone who was part of this building Father Let them be blessed Let them be blessed Let everyone who gave even one dollar To this building Let it multiply into millions in their hands In the name of Jesus Let everyone that was part of this project Be blessed The workers The masons The electricians Let a blessing come upon their lives Let all your Christian church members Who gave their money That has been used to build Let them see a good harvest A great harvest For you said give and it shall be given unto you Good measure pressed down Shaking together and running over Let this prophecy come to pass Practically in the name of Jesus And now Lord I decree weddings Marriages Receptions Great news and good things For all your children Let the blessing of marriage now be released In Jamaica In the name of Jesus Let people find their husbands here Let them find their wives here Let them dedicate their children here Thank you for your blessing And for a home I declare that from today This place is an embassy It's a heavenly embassy on earth Power of God is here Blessing of God is here The increase of God is here And let this church Turn into seven churches Seven cathedrals We dedicate it as phase one And we say Lord There remained much land to be conquered Therefore we pledge ourselves To build more And to do more for Jamaica And for the islands And for all the souls that are here Whom you love And whom you sent your son to die for Thank you for the blessing We bless the church We bless the building And we bless everyone that is part of it And everyone shouted a big Amen You are blessed in the name of Jesus Pastor David step forward Stand right here Father thank you For your reward For your servant Give him long life Give him good things Good days. Bless him, Lord, to be the man who stands to build your church again and again by reason of use. May he be an old man in the house of God. May he stand as your servant with white hair, gray hairs, and show many sons and daughters the way of salvation. Bless his life and bless his children. Bless his home. And let him see good things and ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. 
ABC tonight. The next chapter of the Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.